Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Greg Gonzalez. My goal for the podcast is to help you live a better life in retirement by giving you the tools and information you need in a language that you can understand. If you're a new listener to the podcast, we welcome you, and I would encourage you to visit our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. There you can listen to all of our previous episodes. There's over 100 different episodes you can enjoy, as well as download some of our free resources I make available, such as my retirement secret sauce and the three steps to retirement planning. Step number one is a blueprint to a dream retirement. Step number two is our retirement budgeting tool, which helps you figure out how much that dream retirement is going to cost you. And then step number three is the all-important retirement action plan. That's where you go to work with a fiduciary financial planner to construct that personalized retirement action plan. Now, not only do I host the Retirement Made Easy podcast every week, but many of you know that I am a retirement planner based out of St. Louis, Missouri. I have clients in about 20 different states, and my goal is simple, is to help people make the right choices when it comes to their retirement planning. So they're planning ahead and they're making the right decisions to whether it's paying off debt, it could be investing their hard-earned retirement dollars more wisely, it could be delaying your social security benefit so you have a larger lifetime income. And we also want to have a plan for paying for those long-term care expenses if and when they come into play later on in life. So those are many of the topics that we discuss every week on the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I also invite listeners to submit your questions to the podcast. We're going to end this episode with two questions that listeners have submitted over the past couple of weeks. So that'll be a great way to wrap up this episode. But again, listeners, submit your questions, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. At the bottom, it'll say, ask Greg a question. Submit your question right there. And I'll get back with you, of course, and then we'll use your question possibly on a future episode. And something new that we're kind of doing this summer is I'm offering 30-minute retirement coaching calls for people that have questions about their retirement specifically to their situation. Oftentimes, we're talking about a subject matter that may not apply to a certain listener. But in this 30-minute coaching call, we can really get deep into the weeds and get specific and intentional about somebody's personal situation. So if that's something you're interested in, again, at the bottom of the website, it'll say, ask Greg a question. Say, hey, just type in your question there. Greg, how do I get on your calendar for that 30-minute coaching call? And we'll get you all taken care of. On this week's episode, I wanted to talk about the Schroeder's Retirement Study that was just announced earlier this year in 2022, and it's talking about the top six concerns that people have about retirement in 2022. Not 10 years ago, not five years ago, not 20 years ago. What are people concerned about right now as they're looking at retirement, looking ahead at retirement in 2022? So on today's episode, we're going to discuss this 2022 U.S. retirement survey that was just released by Schroeder's. It even shows us the percentage of people in the 
retirement age, the, the respondents to the survey anyway, between the ages of age 60 and age 67. And it tells us the percentage of people that are confident in their ability to retire, meaning they think they have enough to be able to retire. Did that drop in 2022 or did it stay the same from 2021? We're going to talk about that and more on today's episode, and then we'll finish off the episode with listener questions. We've got two very, very good listener questions that we'll get into as we close out today's episode. So let's jump into the 2022 Schroeder's U.S. Retirement Survey. So what I found interesting about this Schroeder's U.S. Retirement Survey just released earlier this year in 2022, they looked at working Americans aged 45 and older. They even interviewed retired U.S. citizens as well. And there's a lot of fascinating information that we can learn from this survey. One of the things that I'm always curious about is what's the perception of the amount of money that one needs to be able to retire comfortably? Well, this survey, they actually asked people that were still working, that were 45 years of age and older. And what the survey results showed us was the average person believed that you needed about $1.1 million to be able to retire. Well, the next question they wanted to find out was, are people on track to have $1.1 million saved for retirement before they actually retire? And what they found was is only about a quarter 24% of working Americans said they expect to have at least a million dollars in savings before they retire. 20% of respondents said that they would have between a half a million and a million, and more than 56% said that they expect to have less than $500,000 saved. 36% said they would have less than $250,000 in savings by the time they retired. Then they asked the people that were aged specifically 60 to 67, kind of at that retirement age band. And what they found was is that 69% of those people that were surveyed had less than $500,000 saved for retirement. Let me say that one more time. For the people that were surveyed that were aged 60 to 67, 69% of them reported that they had less than $500,000 saved for retirement. And 54% of the people that were surveyed between 60 and 67, 54% of those people had less than 250000 saved for retirement. And my next question is, okay, if the people that are still working that are older than 45 say you need $1.1 million to be able to retire comfortably, in their opinion, well, how many people of this age 60 to 67 actually had a million dollars saved for retirement? And it was 16%. And specifically, they looked again at this group that's somewhat on the doorstep of retirement between the ages of 60 and 67. And they asked them in 2021, but they also asked them in 2022, they said, hey, do you think you have enough money to be able to retire? And what they found was in 2021, 26% of that group, age 60 to 67, said that yes, they feel comfortable that they have enough money to be able to retire. Now in 2022, of course, we'd have this market pullback, bear market that we've run into. We're on the verge of a recession, high inflation, increasing interest rates. What they found was in 2022, that number has dropped 4% 
And now only 22% of the people surveyed between the ages of 60 and 67 say that they can afford to retire at this point. That's not good. That only 22% of people between the ages of 60 and 67 that were surveyed feel that they have enough to be able to retire. Then they took it one step further and they asked the retirees in the survey, okay, for all those people that are retired, how would you describe your retirement? Would you say it's comfortable? Would you say it's not great, not bad? Or would you say it's living the dream? Would you say you're struggling? Or would you say it's a living nightmare? They gave them five choices. Now, fortunately, only 5% of the retired people that were surveyed said their retirement was living the nightmare. 18%, they said that they were struggling. And 3%, only 3% said they're living the dream. My best guess is that those three people, and this is a shameless plug, probably found my blueprint to a dream retirement. That's step one of retirement underneath the resources tab on my website. So (laughs) download that blueprint to a dream retirement. That'll help you out. But only 3% of people are saying that were surveyed saying they're living a dream in retirement or living the dream in retirement. 37% of people that were retired said that they're comfortable. And about the same percentage said that their retirement is not great, not bad. So obviously, we would like to hear that a larger percentage of people are living the dream in retirement, and a larger percentage of people, instead of 37%, are saying they have a comfortable retirement. I'd like to see that number 50 to 60%. But for me, the greatest takeaway of this Schroeder's 2022 U.S. Retirement Survey are the top six reasons why people are concerned about retirement in 2022. What are the challenges and concerns that people are looking at that have them fearing retirement? Well, let's talk about them. The number one of the top six is is the impact of inflation. And more specifically, the fear or concern is inflation's impact or decrease of the value of the assets that one has built. 65% of people listed inflation as their top concern. Now, a year ago, that would not have been somebody's top concern. The next top concern that folks listed in this survey was higher than expected healthcare costs. I mean, that's to be expected. Healthcare costs, I mean, they're headed in one direction. They keep getting higher and higher and higher. Medicare Part B premiums keep climbing every single year, and that will continue. So that's something that you have to plan ahead for. The next top concern was a major market downturn, which is what we're experiencing so far in 2022 with this stock market, this bearish stock market, and that stock market's, of course, impact on someone's retirement assets or retirement savings like the 401ks or other retirement accounts. So that was concern number three. Concern number four is somewhat similar to uh, concern number two in regards to healthcare, but it's a health issue, an unexpected health issue that could drain someone's savings. And as we get older, of course, we worry about our health and our healthcare is more important to us, right? We're going to the doctor more. We know people who have had illnesses that have really impacted their lifespan. So healthcare is a concern for a lot of people as they get close to retirement. Concern number five is taxes. People are concerned of taxes reducing their retirement savings 
as they get into retirement. Now, that's one of the things that you can plan ahead for with your financial professional and a tax advisor that you might have. The idea is not to give Uncle Sam a tip. It's to reduce the amount of taxes you're paying in retirement by all means necessary. So that takes proper planning, and a lot of people don't want to devote the energy towards it, and they end up paying more in taxes than they probably need to. So taxes is concern number five. And the number six top concern that people had about retirement in this survey was not being able to afford the lifestyle they desire. So when people go into retirement, in my observation and helping dozens and dozens of people retire, they want to try to maintain the lifestyle that they've grown accustomed to maybe the last five years prior to retirement. Maybe they're going to travel more. Maybe they're going to do more things, spend more time and money and resources on their hobbies and volunteering, but they do want to continue that lifestyle that they enjoy. So this number six top concern is, hey, am I going to be able to afford that same lifestyle in retirement or am I going to have to cut back somewhat? And I think really that ties into inflation And, you know, there's going to be a lot of people as prices go up and up and up. Well, people may travel less. They may cancel subscriptions, that kind of thing to cut back and reduce that budget. So that leads into the next outcome of this survey that I found very, very interesting was they looked at retirees again and they said, are your expenses in retirement more than you anticipated, less or about the same? 44% of people that were surveyed, that were retired, said that their expenses were higher than they expected. Only 8% of people said their expenses in retirement were actually lower than they expected. So if 44% of retired people in the survey are saying, hey, their expenses are higher than they anticipated or planned for, that's not a good thing. And the first thing that crosses my mind is they should meet with their financial planner and they should update their retirement plan to reflect these higher than anticipated expenses in retirement because you want to make sure you have enough money for as long as you live. And if you're spending more than you anticipated, well, then you run a greater risk of running out at some point in the future. Well, here's the bad news of this survey. Only 23% of the respondents to this survey said they had a written retirement plan. Of course, if you're a listener of this podcast, we call it a retirement action plan. It's a roadmap to get you through retirement that covers taxes, it covers investments, estate planning, all the above to make sure you can afford that comfortable lifestyle in retirement. And only 23% of people that responded to this survey had a written retirement plan. That is a very low number. And it's a very pathetically low number. And what they found was they asked those people that did have a retirement plan, the 23% of people that did have a written retirement plan, and 91% of them said that their plan was useful to them in retirement. And 33% said that it was critical to the success of their retirement. So there's a lot that we can learn from this survey that Schroeder's came out with in 2022. My big takeaway, there's a lot here, but it's the people that make retirement planning a priority. And if you're a listener of this podcast, you're one of those people. 23% of people in this survey had a written retirement plan. 
And 91% of those people said, hey, it's been great. 33% of those people said it's been critical to their success. And that retirement plan should be updated now because we've had a big market setback in 2022 so far. And our cost of living has gone up. So people are projected to spend more every single year in retirement, not by their own choice, but because inflation has gotten out of control. Again, the retirement plan, I call it a retirement action plan. That is step three of the retirement planning process. Check it out underneath the resources tab on my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. All right, now let's jump into some listener questions. You can submit those at my website. Again, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. At the bottom, it'll say, ask Greg a question. The first question comes from Joe asking about the difference between an advisor who's a fiduciary like I am and then an advisor who is not a fiduciary and how they operate. So there's a lot of different examples and I love examples, but a fiduciary, the definition is it's an advisor or someone that has to do legally, morally, ethically what's in your best interest and puts that ahead of all things, all other things. And an advisor who's not a fiduciary, well, they operate under another standard. We call it the suitability standard. So what they recommend has to be suitable for you at that point in time. And think about the word suitable. What does that mean? Is it in your best interest or is it suitable? So here's an example that I love. Imagine you had high cholesterol and a doctor recommended Lipitor. Now, I don't know the price of Lipitor, but it is not a generic drug. It's a brand name drug, and it could be, let's say it's $300 a month. Now, if a fiduciary, if there was such thing as a fiduciary doctor, he or she might say, well, the generic does the exact same thing as Lipitor, and it's going to cost you about nine bucks a month. So I think the generic drug is in your best interest, whereas Lipitor is actually suitable but it's a lot more money per month. So I hope that example makes sense. Again, is it suitable or really in your best interest? Again, Joe, I am a fiduciary advisor. I wish all advisors were, but that's just the world we live in, I guess. But that was a great question, Joe. I appreciate you submitting that to the podcast. The next question is from Anne. Anne has a very quick question. It says, what should I expect to pay a CFP? The rep for my 403B, which is essentially it's a 401k for nonprofits like hospitals, school districts, that kind of thing. But Ann says the rep for my 403b now has his CFP credentials, which means certified financial planner. I do too, just like me, and has gone from charging me nothing for an annual meeting to a fee scale of $1,200 to $3,000. So Ann has a very good question here. She said this person went from charging me nothing So now all of a sudden, after he got his CFP credentials, now he's charging $1,200 to $3,000. So I want to first start off by saying that CFPs, a certified financial planner, we can charge whatever we would like. Now, that doesn't mean you have to pay it as a client of his. I would expect that he would have a good reason why he increased his rates from charging nothing to $1,200 to $3,000. And my next question would be, what are you getting for that cost? Does your CFP, Certified Financial Planner, and do a lot of work on the front end before your meeting and constructing a personalized retirement action plan for you 
giving you a tax analysis. So my question would be, what are you getting for that $1,200 to $3,000 to be able to say, okay, this is a good value for the money that I'm paying? He is, as the rep on the 403B, he's getting compensated through the 403B in some way, shape, or form, just like a rep on a 401k is getting paid through the 401k. So that's probably why he wasn't charging up until this point. I can give you a gauge, I guess. Some CFPs like myself charge between $100 to $200 an hour for the planning that we do. If someone hires us on a consulting basis, that's typically what we charge. Kind of like some law firms will charge you I don't know, $200 an hour, $400 an hour for the work that they do. So it's very, very similar to that. But really, Ian, you've got to ask yourself, do I think I'm getting a good value for the, the money that I'm paying? Whether it's $1,200 or $3,000, if you're paying that much money for an hour meeting with somebody, I would hope that that person is doing a lot of planning for you and creating that retirement action plan. But if you're just paying somebody $1,200 to go meet with them for an hour and talk about the economy and Joe Biden and all this other stuff, in my opinion, that's not a good use of your money. So, and I hope that helps. Again, listeners, if you have questions, check out my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. If you're interested in that 30-minute retirement coaching call, right there on the website in the Ask Greg a question, say, hey, how do I sign up for that retirement coaching call? I hope this episode has been helpful and insightful. I'll see you next week on another episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast. And remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The SmartVestor program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor SmartVestor are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, Memra FINRA, SIPC. 